Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. And that's all got a natural saltiness to them. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks. Which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Episode 138 Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you live and hot. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Joining me each week are... Four Eyes Extraordinaire, Steve Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere. Blind as a bat. Rita. Uh, I, I, all of you listening, all of you listening, I, I really wish you could see this very visual joke that uh-huh. we're doing to Steve right now. It is tell him, classic. Tell him, go, tell him to go to at friends underscore rivals on the Twix. There you go. He just did. At friends underscore rivals on the Twix, and you will see exactly what Steve gets to see tonight. And it's hilarious, let me tell you. Yeah. Fantastic. Steve, since since you don't have these glasses on, I'm gonna move your box to the top left. Okay, great. What I'm doing. <laughs> I'm still I'm still playing around oh. with my, my tip from last week. I, I, I like that. I, I I am as well going to put Steve in the upper left. Oh, yeah. I can move you on the phone. Ooh. I don't like me in the bottom left, though. I got to go upper right. I got to put... Yeah. 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 I got it right now. Yeah. Riveting, riveting fucking podcast talk for, for all our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to do something while you're snacking away there. Yeah. What are you eating, by the way? Uh, Toffee-covered cashews. They're fucking delicious. Ooh. Coffee covered? Did you were they like in your stocking for Christmas? No, I went out to Costco and I bought them. Oh, really? Because I okay. like them. Wow, Sounds Costco. Funny. Yes, Costco. Good. I'm a cashew guy too. This is going to be a great podcast. Today. These are these. <laughs> I, I will. I will save you too. These are delicious. Are they are they salted or not salt? Unsalted. I don't know. I'm going to say not salted because the flavor of the toffee really takes over. Mm. They're delicious. I could see that. And that's all got a natural saltiness to them. Yeah. Please isolate that for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's start off the podcast by talking about the GM meetings are coming up in fucking March and what should be on the agenda for the GM's meeting in March to just either improve the game or make shit right? Can they do anything about the refs in general? Can they can uh, they fire them all fire. and hire new ones? Can they simplify things for them a little bit by as we have as we as it comes up in every single podcast? Can we just allow them to kick the fucking puck into the net and and shut up about it for once and for all? You know, like that, it, that'd be one. I don't thing, get, obviously. I don't get why there was such a huge talk about the Kreider goal uh, against, uh, I think it was against Chicago, uh, where he was stopping in the crease or before the crease. I think it was, he was actually going into the crease and the puck went in as he was stopping. It's not a distinct kicking motion. He was stopping. I, I don't even see what the review was about. I guess anytime a puck touches your skate, you got to review it. That the whole they review, whole I mean, they review every goal, period. Yeah, but they were talking about even taking that away, taking stopping no, yeah, away. That, that's ridiculous. How, how, I mean, 
directing Mike. directing the puck, kicking the puck, stopping at the puck and making the puck go in. Just let it go in and be done with it. Period. Mike Phil says and, it, it it takes just as much talent to to kick a puck in off of, you know, a blade of steel as it does off of a stick. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. If you head the puck in, is it a good goal? I don't think you – no, because you can't punch it in. Like, if your hand is on the stick, you can't punch it in with your glove. Yeah, not a lot with your hands, but with your head, I think you can. Did you say head? Yeah, but if you – yeah, head. Are you allowed to head can. the puck in? I think you yeah. can. Hey, let me let me give you more visuals. Can you head, Thanks, bud. Yeah, head the puck in? That helps. <laughs> it's not a high stick if you don't use your stick. Right, but if you're using your stick and you're and you're physically trying to cross-check the puck – into the net and it, and it happens to hit your hand and not the stick that doesn't count not a goal yeah can't go well, in i mean there's some glove. precedence there you know you're not allowed to use your hands in soccer it's it's soccer on ice so you know there is some kind of precedent it, there about using your hands bill this is not soccer it's not soccer on ice it's completely different okay yeah you sure. can't go behind the net in soccer I wasn't trying to go point for point that it's exactly the same, but I, I was trying to make, you know, kind of a broad analogy. Yeah. But anytime use you use your hand, anymore. anytime you use your hand in soccer, it's no good, but you can do a hand pass in a defensive zone in hockey. Don't, uh-huh. don't, don't sit there on your soapbox and tell me that hockey is soccer on ice. Quote, players How did you are... know it was on a soapbox. <laughs> My God, that's so fucking random. <laughs> Players are not allowed to deliberately headbutt the puck into the goal because it is considered a dangerous and potentially injurious play. It's written injurious? Yeah. Injurious. I mean, God bless them. I-N-J-U-R-I-O-U-S. Injurious. Listen, I'm all for them heading. I'm all for heading, of throwing, you are. kicking, punching, deflecting, whatever you do with your hands, kicking, no matter what. Not going to get cut. If the puck goes in the net, the crowd's going to stand and cheer. Let what if happen. you pick it up and throw it? Well, it's closing your hand. That's closing your hand on the puck, and that is a penalty. But it's not when a defensive player does it in the crease. When he the grabs defensive it, does it in the crease, it's a penalty shot. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't when it happened last week. <laughs> Did I miss a shitty this? call of the week? Guy guy lifted. Guy was behind the net, lifts the puck up over the net to try uh, and bank it in yeah, off the yeah, back yeah. of the goalie. The defenseman caught it and tossed it to the corner. Yeah, that that no penalty, been a penalty, no shot. penalty shot, nothing. That was completely missed. I I I do agree with you. That yeah. that is. So they're going to have yeah, but... to come up with a rule for that now because that's going to become probably more prevalent that that kind of play of trying to flip it up over the net like that now that these guys the skill level is just off the charts right has to be with every year these players get more talented with picking the stick picking the puck up on the stick and stuff like that they're going to have to come up with some sort of rule that you can't close your hand on the puck as a defenseman even if the puck is in midair. I, I mean, I honestly thought that was always a rule. Yeah, I think that you is can, a rule already. They just got to enforce it. Like knock it away. But you, you just can't grab it and throw it or, you know, it, right. especially in the crease. I mean, 
that play in particular, we talked about it was that's a pretty much but you know, unbelievable. okay. So covering the puck in the crease is a penalty shot. Yeah. Is grabbing the puck in the crease and throwing it to the corner just a stoppage in play, or is it a penalty shot? Does the it's, crease it's... extend vertically? Or is it just on the ice? Well, that that what you just described. If you if the puck is on the ice and you put your hand down and and move the puck to penalty the shot. corner, penalty it's shot. not a penalty shot. Yeah, it is. That should no, it's not. Yeah, you have to physically. You have to physically, uh, you have you to physically can, cover. Uh, no, a defensive player cannot touch the puck with his glove in the crease, other than the goalie. I thought it was just covering. I didn't know it was just can't, touching. Can't touch it. Because I have seen can't that a it, billion can't times. Push it under the goalie. Guys, it's fairly it new. It's fairly new that you can't like even just put your hand on it and slide it under the goalie. That wasn't in the new rules for 23-24. We specifically reviewed those on the air. Maybe they were last year. Maybe it was a new rule before that. There's some rules that like I didn't know were rules and, and they've been like around for like a decade. You never know. Defensive but, players in the crease area are prohibited from covering or grabbing the puck, concealing it or taking it out of play, or the official can award a penalty shot for the attacking team. But I've seen that plenty rule of sounds guys like just... you can knock it out. That rule sounds like you could swipe it away, like if you're not covering Yeah, it. because I've seen guys even push the puck to the goalie so he can cover it. That is not allowed. It's not supposed to be allowed anymore. Hmm. Fun and police do not allow that to happen. Huh. Well, thank you for bringing that to our attention. I will be on the lookout with my new x-ray specs. I had to tap out. My eyes are completely screwed up right now. Take them off and look at your computer screen. And it's like, no, I'm it's like, everything's that, that color. No, everything is very vibrant in color. I can tell you that. Uh, another thing is I'm getting tired of is this calling a regular penalty a major so they can go in and review it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it this is this has got to stop. This this can't continue to happen. This is uh, worse than you know delayed. Do you want to talk about delayed game? This is delayed game. And, so- and, if, it, and if it turns out. But you can't give the ref a penalty. <laughs> I wish you could. It'd be nice it, if they could take one ref off the ice when they fuck up. <laughs> no, but I, that minutes. wouldn't help. That wouldn't help. I I take it back to there's there's got to be a thirty second time limit. If you can't figure it out in thirty seconds, then don't then you can't call it. You had thirty seconds. That's more than enough time to watch a, a replay three or four or five times. They got me this quick. Yeah, some got, of them are getting ridiculously be. long. Thirty. You want right, to push so, it? You want to push it to a minute? Push it to a minute. Uh, Forty-five you, seconds. Let's put the difference. But again, if you can't make that, so, but there's no need to take five, ten minutes to review these calls. Yeah. If you got to go frame by frame, I, I, I agree. So I would like to see, like. What, what Nick what what Nick has said a few times, like uh, you know, bring in some electronics into offside, and is it all the way across the line in the net, and just take the question out of it, like so, like goes on if it's offside, you know, whatever, but take take that take that out of the ref's hands because like it that's a pain in the ass to go back and and have to 
make the make a team challenge whether or not it was offside. Give them a penalty if they if they challenge it wrong, and then you got to review like, or if it is offside, it figure out the time on the clock that it happened. Yeah. and then it takes the old guy sitting behind that computer in the penalty box twenty five minutes to figure out how to adjust the time. Yeah, they have to definitely look at the the offsides call because it it, it shouldn't be so crazy to to make it. Uh, I guess the rules are just too complicated for it. Is it the way I'm, I'm thinking of this? Because when we have guys and there's different – being able to figure out on the fly when guys are skating, you know, 16 to 20 miles an hour across the blue, the blue line, you know, um, with uh, the puck potentially not on their stick, but it could potentially they, – they could be halfway into the zone and beat the puck in, but because they didn't have possession – it counts or it doesn't count. Yeah. There's just too many variables that you can't, you can't, no one's going to get it right. It's, it's just going to be impossible to interpret and it's going to blow back really bad in a, in a playoff game. And it's going to impact a, in a very important game. And it can be a big black. Well, let, let me, let me ask you a question though. If, if, and utilizing technology and if they putting, if they put sensors around the perimeter of the puck, so all sides are covered and they put sensors in the ice at the blue lines. They can tell exactly where the puck is in relation to where the player is. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the that, that's the, that's the solution. Yeah. There's, 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 there's nothing else other than that. That's the only thing that they can, they can do. If Kmart was around, you could even have like a, a blue light under the, under the ice and it could have been a blue light off sides. Like you could involve marketing that way. And they could genius put, idea. It, if you want it, and we use the the skates right as the other piece to this. So if you put Kmart. in the skates, if you put sensors in the front and back of the skate, every every, every player that should give. You I don't a, even. So hold on, I don't even think a sensor is needed for any of it, because we always take it back, Nick. You always take it back to tennis. Yeah, those tennis balls don't have sensors in them. No, they well, have. They some... know. They know down to the millimeter. Where that ball landed. Well, it's because, but that's different in that because you're you're only looking at the lines and the ball. In, you're only in, looking, you're only shooting down the line in hockey. Yeah, but you have to also consider where the players are. That's the whole thing. If if the player is over from the offense is over the line, blue line with their skates before the puck crosses, then it's offsides, right? That's the other variable that they have in ice hockey. I still think and it's someone, be done well, without so, sensors. But can't someone block that? That what what even what is it a yeah, laser in tennis? Yeah, I think it's just lidar. Well, you could do something even as simple as once the puck crosses with a puck, right? There could be a little sensor that turns you know green or whatever, right, and give a visual cue for someone to look at it when you even if even if it's in a review. I'm I'm saying right to give that quick like here's what happens because it's it's almost impossible to see from some angles because the way that players are in front of each other and everything. And that's just, just if you're doing a review, but in general, we should have the ability to have it flagged, you know, immediately and call the play. Just oh, let, the, let, let the computer do it. I got Go it. Ahead. Don't Contact even need it. it. All we need is a, is a little Amazon Alexa. And every time it sees that, that someone's off size, it just plays the whistle sound. We could program that very easy. We could do that, no yep. problem. Folks, if you thought the Kmart comment was stupid, Tom just outdid it. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. Uh, one of the things that, that I can't even open my 
I, I, I almost couldn't open up my iPhone because of my well, glasses. Because of those fucking things on your face? <laughs> no face for Because of my glasses. <laughs> you put the, the Friends and Rivals post up already. That's hilarious. Of course I did. <laughs> that's funny. I thought you were going to put it up tomorrow. Ah, wait till we released it. This way somebody can go back and look at it and it's there. Uh, that's quality. Uh, one one thing that wasn't on my list, um, maybe it, it goes into the refs in general, right? Um, is giving all of the refs the ability to call penalties on the ice and not just the two referees oh, because no. there's no, now no, four no. that are just no. looking. No, no. Oh, absolutely. Way absolutely. too many fucking penalties then. No. no. This one's going to miss it or this one's going to call it because he always calls it and this one's going to – no. Two, two is more than enough. It should only be one. I would like to see off-ice officials that, you know, one covering each end and, and take, like, two guys off the ice. Just put two guys in shirts on the – because they get in the fucking way all the time, too. If you're really like they are getting they don't, in the way more often. They don't stop fights. They don't – they drop the puck only after a goal. They don't do anything else other than get in the way. I think I I, mean, I like to see refs start to control games better because I mean some <laughs> and some refs do a good job, but man, it's sometimes it's just you watch these these games get out of hand because they're not letting they're not calling penalties and they should, um, and then on inversely they're they're letting you know flow the game get fucked up because of some ticky tacky play. Uh, I think you gotta get these referees uh you know some better training on how how to manage a game better. Obviously, an obvious call needs to be called, but some of this this, this ticky tacky shit they they got to really watch that and you know take call pull throw guys out when they're throwing dangerous or, hits. Conversely, yeah. as I will discuss, if a if a team has momentum and they're on a power play, obviously, yeah, sometimes they won't make a call because they don't want to give them a two man advantage. But if it's a blatant trip, you got to make the call. And some I, more often than not, they'll let the defensive team on a power play get away with a little bit more, and they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. I, I don't. I don't like the linesmen's either. They they can they they have too much power at the faceoff circle. But you want to give them the ability the to call penalties. Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. They just. I I don't understand. Why they kick a player out versus not kicking a player out? I I don't get all of that. I I really don't. I there's some times where I see Zibanejad or Trocheck go in to take the draw and they immediately get the boot thrown out. For yep. what reason? Because they got, said something. I think it's got to do with when they put their stick down. Well, and sometimes across the line, somebody else, somebody else on the team. Could, yeah, it, like, it could be it could be the winger. Them. Yeah, it could be the winger cheating. And then they get kicked out. But I, I've also seen wingers come in and cheat, and nobody gets kicked yeah. out. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there is just inconsistencies across the board that are bigger than my glasses. Agreed. You heard it here just, first. Referees in jail, inconsistent. It'd be better if they had a, a way to, like, signal that, hey, this was the winger, this was – yeah, guy didn't have a stick. To, like because it's a mystery to everybody. Nobody understands. Even the guys on the ice are like screaming at the ref because they don't know what the hell's going on. That is the frustrating part. If you make it clear and obvious as to why someone got thrown out, 
like you said, if there's a guy, a winger's you know pushing too hard, and they're like, hey, that's it, he's getting thrown out because you're not paying, you're not listening to me, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. That just makes a sense, simple, right? It could be just a simple hand signal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, do this to the the yeah. winger, and then oh, be like, "That's the best hand signal to the refs." Nick. The I love idiot. it. Flip off then, the winger so that everyone knows it's his fault. They should do is really they should be like, you know what? Because it's you're the, you're the asshole moving. You take the face off. Yeah. And then they, you know what I mean? Like I that would be that, funny. And also, every, kind of, every move of the every move of the chicken dance could be could be a different uh, issue <laughs> that happened. Like. You were, right, you wing, were, you were right wing, right wing, left wing. That was yeah, like just go through the chicken dance move. Center issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, good luck, good luck to all the GMs trying to fix the game at the winter meetings. Uh, good luck, bro. And that's enough of uh, the friends of rivals bitch session for the. Uh, no, start it's of not. It's episode one thirty. It's just getting warm. Just heating up. Just heating up, baby. Uh, all right, so um. Before we get to number two, something <laughs> popped in into the my Twix feed today. Who do you think right now in the fan vote is number one for the All Star game? Who do you think is number one? William on the All Star. That is one thousand. You saw you saw the post. God damn it! Yes, but, I yes. I actually have that app on my damn phone it. too. I was gonna say Cutter. <laughs> Gautier. <laughs> no, Cutter Gautier is the greatest Philadelphia yeah, Flyer in the history of Philadelphia he, Flyers. He literally said, fuck the Flyers. Oh, right. Flyers. Fuck the and, Flyers. And their fans had the audacity to be mad. Oh. Like, that's not exactly how they got Eric Lindros. Right, listen, listen. Cutter Gautier, honorary host of the Friends and Rivals oh. podcast. You have an open seat any time you want. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the, Fuck the, Flyers. the Flyers. We love you, Connor. <laughs> just when you say it like that with the glasses, it just <laughs> it really makes me laugh. Uh, who is the top goaltender? Uh, I didn't even Lance look down there. I didn't even look, look at that bottom half because Good. I knew no devil was even remotely close. You are a thousand percent correct. What? That there's not a devil? That no. there's no devil even oh. sniffing the top five or eight or whatever they have. Maybe by trade? No. There could be oh. eventually. Gibson? Gibson? No. Uh, UC Soros. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I'm going to guess he's... Alex Nedeljkovic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Nick, yeah, you're probably, uh, he's not playing tonight in your game. Okay, it's Thatcher Demko, and uh, and he 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 made some saves last night against the Rangers. Oh yeah, that were just fucking great. He's he's a he's a good goaltender. He's having a great year. But Jeremy Swayman and and Linus Allmark, Allmark. two Boston guys. In the, in the top five of the fan voting, I was gonna say Olmark because Boston, just because of Boston. I mean, he's number five. Nick Swayman's number three. Bob is number two. Georgiev is four. And, yeah, but that's that's Boston fans, and it's a fan vote, so they're gonna vote it for is. the guys. So on the forwards, yes, and Toronto and Toronto's fans and Edmonton's Edmonton. Zach Hyman is he having that yeah. good of a season? That he's an all star. Yeah. So He's here was the season. surprising part for me, and we'll ask 
Nick and Bill this question because both of us have seen the list. How many votes do you think William Nylander has? 39. That's a little 60, higher, Bill. High. 60, 69? Million? No. Uh, Nick got 39 it. Million? Nick got it. 69. It's 69. <laughs> And, and no, it reduces to 69, actually. It's a fucking fraction. He <laughs> <laughs> you know, just Bill, no, what you said are, a million are over. Bill, you think a million? I said 39 million. So okay, nobody's taking me seriously. It, it's so, a little lower. I, it's no a little lower there, Bill. I don't it's even know who's in, in the all-star game. I follow nothing. But you know how many fans. Toronto has, and you know how many fans, people are fans of the NHL. I'm going to say uh, 1.5 million votes. A little lower. And this is why I was shocked. Why? A lot lower. Votes. A lot. It's half. It's half. 750? Yeah. 770. Yeah. 740, 744. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people have votes, though. Doesn't seem like a lot to me. I don't know why. Well, no, but they're trying to get fucking Morgan Riley into the All Star game. Come on. Yeah. Seriously? Wow. Just Evan Bouchard on Edmonton? And and people just don't listen. They're still voting Artemi Panarin in. He's, yeah. as of right God now, bless right? You. as of God that bless list, you. he would make it. Or he would be uh, voting 100%, 100%. in. 100%. He's at uh, 362,000 votes. For a guy who says, I'm not going. Because he's got a Great job. Great job. But uh, the, there's only one rookie on the list. That's yeah, Hughes. that's right. And he's only got like a hundred something thousand, right? Uh, hundred ninety-two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> was was Connor Bedard already in though, from Chicago? Oh, I would have to imagine he was. He was. I didn't see the Western Conference well, All Star selection, so I don't a, know. He's he's pretty much. Well, he might be back before then. I don't know. When's the game? Mm. February, blah blah blah, uh, the, like the week the of, week in uh, between week the 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 right the week football. before the Super Bowl. So what's that? Like February third, I think. Yeah, the first weekend, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know how long it takes for um, him to come back from his jaw injury, but let's go. Let's keep the ranting going. Let's go to the next topic. What the stadium series jerseys the, haven't still haven't who been knows? released yet? Who knows? It, the maybe f- they're not. Maybe they're not doing it this year. They're going to be. We are. Be we are about a month away. We are about a month away. Either you're. You're right, Nick. Are are they that scared to to launch them to the public? I or are they just so good that they're wait? I saw a genius post today, and I wish I screen capped it and so I could give the person credit. But they were talking about how the Devils team is still designing them, and late Sunday night, Marty asked. Fitzgerald for his credit card so he can run to Michael's and get some more poster board and glitter. <laughs> I mean, what's why? What are you waiting for? I don't get it. I don't get it. Another, there, there was something that I saw about the about the Islander jersey. It was the Islander logo, current Islander logo, with the old fisherman style jersey, which I thought was, was like the cool. waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the lighthouses on the sli- on the shoulders, and I, I want to say like the Islanders like put that in some promotional images. There was but I couldn't find a... it anywhere on their Twitter. Yeah, no, I don't know because Twitter doesn't exist. 
or Twix. There was sorry, my there bad. was a an Isles. Uh, I forget what it was. Someone thought it might be from the you know a logo leaked. It's basically like it's an Islanders in like the cursive kind of like uh, uh, like jersey, just, like but across like straight across, but it said like Islanders in like the like. No, I'm blue saying and in like in that in that blue. same type of scripted font. Yeah, where similar. The jersey has, similar has jersey, but it, except it, it looked. It didn't. I wasn't look, making looked, fun of the Devils this time, Steve. It just said it just said Island on it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but it, it looked. <laughs> It looked okay, but I'm like, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, that could be it because it's it's something new, and we haven't seen it, and it just shows up on some promotional thing, some shirt they have. But at the same time, I'm I'm like, uh, it's it's pretty lazy, and it kind of meets the requirements for this kind of shitty jersey. I'm 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 expecting it fully to be just basically that, and then on the other Rangers be like, you know, Rangers the opposite. It's just. I can't imagine it's going to be anything else. It just now, seems like they can half-ass it. I, what else could it be? In it's reality, amazing. there's like an 18th month lead time from when they start designing the jersey to when the game is going to happen. So they've had these jerseys done for at least a year then. Like, say it takes them six months to design it. Yeah. They've had them done for a year. Design a jersey. Well, they got to design the jersey and then they got to give it to the marketing team and the marketing team's got to come up with stupid reasons why the design team picks certain <laughs> aspects. I don't know. It's it fucking just... ridiculous. Release the fucking jersey. It, could it just be that they're wearing their regular uniforms? No, they're no, they would never do it. They would never have a special game and not They have the... a reason to I mean, it's not like they're capitalizing on the money they're going to make by not selling the jerseys this far in advance. So they yeah. might as well just wear their regular jerseys. Yeah, I mean, they had the uh, the what the big spectacle with uh, Seattle and Vegas. They had Vegas come out in uh, in Elvis costumes. Oh yeah, I mean that's a whole Seattle other thing. In like you know fishermen, the kind fish of throwing style. guys, yeah. yeah, fish guys throwing fish over them as they're they're walking up to the stadium. I mean, so, like obviously these kind of things, you figure they're gonna put some effort into, you know. Well, that's so. the team. The team kind of comes up with that. The players came up with that stuff. There's no way they players say that. <laughs> no, they always. It's always the players that come right. up with that, and then maybe they, you know, what maybe I, the marketing team takes it to the next level. You know what I just thought of? What? Now that you guys have mentioned the uh, the Winter Classic. Now, the Kraken got in trouble for their jerseys that they used, right? Did, perhaps, oh, yeah, because they didn't own... Perhaps, yeah, some right to some letter. Yeah. But, but maybe that maybe now the Stadium Series jerseys are going through a little extra oh, uh, yeah. legality to no, make sure because that they don't... This is this is around somebody. the time... Maybe not the, offend. The, the 15th through the maybe. 20th of January is when they've released the stadium series jerseys in the past. So this is oh, not then uncommon. we got another week. Huh? Okay, yeah. then we got a week. Then we got a week. But still, why? If it was the well, fucking if it was the NFL and every team was wearing a special jersey for the final game of the season, when do you think the NFL would release those jerseys? I'm not saying that I have a definitive answer by any stretch, but I but I just had a thought like and, and I wonder just like kind of throwing it against the wall. Do you think they're they're trying to minimize the impact of like counterfeiting uh, sales? Because if they 
hold off and they release it later and they then then nobody's going to be able to buy them from the counterfeiter if you know not be able to get it get it delivered in time yeah yeah if they if they they actually want to sell them and have them there like they got to buy them from like the the licensed retailers that kind of thing we're already not not a horrible not a horrible idea yeah but we're already past we're already past that the amount of time it takes to get a jersey from china plus they're in china new year they close the month of january right yeah, I like the but, but but that's a good point. You know, limiting limiting the amount of time any counterfeiter, even stateside counterfeiters, have time to to make apparel or whatever for it. Still, you're losing more, I think, than you're saving by not having it ready, like Tom said, for holiday season. Stupid dummies. Stupid dummies all right so just going one more step you know every each of the four teams is going to do something stupid walking into the ring or walking into the building the same way vegas and and seattle did right there's going to be some sort of gimmick some sort of thing what do you maybe for next week what do you think your team's thing is going to be like are the flyers all going to dress like rocky to walk into the fucking stadium well, they, they it's in New, it's in New York. Doesn't matter. Both or teams do it. Both in, teams in New do Jersey, it. Jersey, right? No, it's in New uh, Jersey. It's 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 yeah. listed as New Jersey's Stadium Series. Thank uh, you. I, I don't know. I don't. I, the Rangers don't really come out. Don't have any hokey shit. They, they got all dressed like the Statue of Liberty. That would uh, be. Uh, I, uh, no, I would hate that. I would they all come in chanting "Pop Van sucks." That would be well, that I can I can get on the board with that. I, I can. They all gonna maybe they all dress as taxi drivers. I was gonna say taxis drive them and drop them off, and then I'll take <laughs> a a fake LTIR into the yeah a train, and they and they all have to go the wrong way because Nick ran them off the road. <laughs> Wait, did you say that all the Islanders were on LTIR? That's yeah. great. <laughs> Not That's the fantastic. LIRR. You mean the, the LIRR? <laughs> oh that's fantastic (laughs) all right uh all right i'm done speaking of mass transit let's take a ride of the metro sponsored by rich wholesome nestle quick hello boys and girls do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy try nestle quick one sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone or preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. And we are going to start with your first place, New York Rangers. For how much longer? Who the fuck knows? Hopefully Christ not. Almighty. They, they, you know, you, you, you play against Chicago after you get your doors blown off against Carolina and you have a good game. But... Listen, guys, it's fucking Chicago. Come on. You know, Bedard falls on, on Igor and you you politely pick him up, up. You don't fucking run him 
like some other fucking Metro team does. Um, Legal. And, you know, you, you, you beat the, you beat the Blackhawks four one in a very ho-hum game. Um, it was a ho-hum game with exception to it being Brennan Offman's first NHL game uh, for the New York Rangers. He had a really, really good game with a lot of shots. And, and as the coach put it, he was noticeable all night. And that was pretty much, even though he did play the next two games, that was the last that we've seen of, of Brennan Offman. Uh, a, a couple of odd shifts on, on the right wing of Zabanajad and Kreider, but that was really about it. But what are you expecting out of a guy when you put him with fucking Benino and Brodzinski? I'm I'm completely done with the Brodzinski experiment. Um, something's got to be done. You gotta you gotta move him. You got or, or send him back down and call somebody else. And that's what exactly kind of what they did today. And they they sent Brent Offman back down to Hartford and they brought up Jake Lecision. So uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I I think Brent Offman has more upside than Jake Lecision, but I don't get paid to make these decisions. Chris Drury does. Um, so good job, Chris. Um, the other two games of the week was an overtime loss in Montreal where the Rangers were down three, nothing, but did storm back uh, to get into that game and push it to three, um, three to push it to overtime. And they lost in the shootout to uh, some fucking no name goalie. Fuck him. Uh, and then they had a date with a, um, a very good Vancouver Canucks team who they, who was their second and final meeting of the regular season. Thank God that's over. Uh, next time the Rangers will see them, maybe, would be a Stanley Cup final preview, maybe. But um, they lost 6-3, and it was, a, it was a very entertaining game, very highly skilled game, more from Vancouver than than the Rangers. Um, but, man, Vancouver's got a lot of skill on that team. Um, you know, you, you you look at the Rangers team, and and I know a lot of Ranger fans on the, on the Twix are giving them a lot of shit. Um, for for having uh, you know kind of a whole a month after starting um, after starting the, the first twenty games you know well beyond everybody's expectation they've kind of come back down to earth and you have to remember their depth is completely tested right now they have no depth because all their depth is being utilized in the first you know top two lines because Kako Heedle um, are are injured and Fox was gone for for a lot of of the season so. You know, Fox is still playing his way back. He hasn't been the Adam Fox that we're normally used to. And, you know, you have gaping holes with Heedle and Kako um, still on IR. Kako's really, really close to returning. Um, he didn't really have limitations in practice, but he's still in a non-contact jersey. So I'm, I, I would assume that within the next week or so, you'll probably see him back on the ice. I, I would imagine maybe... In, in Vegas a week from Thursday. I don't think we'll, we'll see him in St. Louis, but maybe one of the two Washington games. It's possible. Um, it's possible he gets a game in in New York before going on, on the Western uh, road trip into California. But, you know, you have one line right now. It's Trotec, Trocek, Lafreniere, and Panarin. And our, uh, what can I say about Panarin? Panarin's just been a complete and utter all-star this year. He has been... He has been above what everybody's expectation of him uh, is this year, but the depths are being tested. Um, and I think we just have to, and I know this is going to sound a little odd coming from me, but we have to have a little bit of patience, get these guys back into the lineup and then see what you got. Then jury needs to make a move because you can't go into the playoffs with this team. Jury's got to do something. There are punching bags on this team from the fan base, from Benino to, to Goudreau to Brodzinski to, you know, you know, you you name it, 
and there is a punching bag on this team, you know, and Blake Wheeler is playing top six minutes right now because he has to play toxic top six minutes because there is nobody else to do it. However, the one guy that may replace Blake Wheeler on the top line or second line, however you want to put it with Zibanejad and Kreider is Will Cooley. And I thought that was a great move by, um, by Laviolette in practice today. And I hope we get to see it on Thursday night. I really would like to see Will Cooley play on the right side and see what he does for an entire game or a couple stretches or a couple of games um, to see if he gets comfortable on that right side, because he has been, he's been great this year for, for a rookie coming in and playing and playing the minutes he's playing. He has certainly played well. And I hope he gets an, I hope he gets an opportunity to do it because I think he deserves it. And that's all predicated until maybe Kako gets back. So, you know, games in, in St. Louis on Thursday, uh, as I mentioned before, um, they got a home and home this weekend with Washington uh, on the road Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. That'll be an ABC game or ESPN game. I forgot. I think it's a it's a national game. So I think it's ABC on on, on Saturday. Um, and then they got Washington at home on Sunday. Nick, how the Islanders doing? Are they still losing? Uh, still losing. They just scored. It's 4-2. Uh, also playing Vancouver right now, uh, but it, it's been uh, mostly a Vancouver game. Uh, they've been they've been skating circles around the aisles a little bit. First two periods, especially the second period, it was kind of a they were shelling the aisles. Um, but uh, yeah, still hollying in. Might be a little too little too little too late though. Seemingly, it's only four and a half minutes left. Um, anywho, uh, aisles are one on one this week. Uh, finishing up a road trip. Uh. With a five-one win in Arizona in the four thousand, five thousand, you know, uh, seat arena, there it is. Pretty interesting to hear uh, when there's so many uh, Isles fans there. It sounded like a home game when the chants were happening because it's like when you think about it, uh, if there's like you know a few hundred people that are you know, fans of their team in a arena that only holds about 5,000. It's, it's, and it's a very small place. It's loud. I mean, it sounded like the Dallas fans were louder than the Coyotes fans. It was pretty wild. Um, five, one win. Isles kind of had that game. Uh, they're up two nothing early. And then it basically just took over in the third period with a few more goals and just, you know, team they should beat. Nothing really to say about that game. Uh, loss against Vegas. <clears throat> At, uh, to finish up the uh, the road trip, uh, Vegas game, they were not uh, they were not they were not sharp, uh, not really uh, defensively uh, very good, and that's kind of been the the reason why they've kind of um, I don't know they've been where they've been, which is just kind of in the middle of everything. Nothing, not not winning enough games, a lot of overtime losses, getting them by um, for a while, and. Um, it's starting to sneak up on them with uh, the de- defense being um, missing Pulak and Pelic, uh for stretches here uh, because the defensive structure looks pretty, pretty bad right now, honestly. And then even in this game, they've, they've had a number of opportunities or missed opportunities of getting the puck out. Um, and then uh, also just not playing well uh, in your own own, your own zone. Uh, you can't let uh, someone like uh, uh, Luke, uh, Luke um, uh, fucking Quinn, Defensive, what's his, uh, not Luke. What the hell's his name? Quinn. Quinn. Quinn Hughes. I was thinking Quinn, but I kept thinking of the last name for some reason. 
Anyway, Quinn Hughes skating around your, you know, your defense, you know, through your in and out of your 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 forward and defense and making them look like uh, they don't know what they're doing uh, just because you're giving them too much room is uh, is not the right answer. You can't get we're playing too much zone uh, in our own end, and uh, it doesn't work in my opinion in the new NHL that well, uh, especially not in five on five. It's it it's kind of like just, we're just giving the other team all the space they need, and then when we get into the other zone, the other end, it's it feels like a big. It's difficult to keep the puck in right now, um, just because you're spending so much time in your own end and uh, sitting back too much. Um, they need they need to get back to a more aggressive style defensively and and be more you know man on man. Um, in my opinion, it's been it's just too much of this. Uh, letting off the letting off the letting, them, letting teams come to them, and I feel like it's really lazy on Lambert's part defensively. I just don't get it. And when guys are missing assignments uh, because they lead to goals or making misplays, you know they're not getting they're not getting you know benched. Lambert's not doing that. Trotz would fucking hammer people because they miss something, even especially rookies. But man, he get on 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 vets too, and he would keep keep a keep a Make people accountable, and that's not happening right now. And uh, it's 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 just kind of rough. Uh, I also got Pellick back tonight, but uh, he needs, he's going to need some time, a couple games to really get back to maybe his old self. But uh, you know, it's early him coming back. Pulak's still out um, on IR. Uh, he is not skating yet. Uh, Varlamov also not skating yet. He's they moved him to IR. Uh, he was day to day technically. Um, but uh, he's now in the IR, so he's you know there's those both those guys hopefully be back this month. Um, don't know when. Uh, Pulak's been up for some time. He's been on LTIR, uh, and uh, we're hoping that you know with Pulak getting back and getting some some games back under him, him and Pella can can hopefully start to get things a little better defensively. But to be honest, I think the system is just fucked. I think Lambert's. Just not able to really um, get these guys to really play a better defensive game. I think it's his system, and it's just I don't see how it's going to get better um, with uh, even with with Pulak and Pelik coming back and then being being game ready. Um, it's just it's just too many systematic problems I see with the way they play the, the they play defense right now. So uh, I don't see I just. The way they look right now is a team that's just good enough to get to the playoffs and then just not be able to make any noise because they're while they're a team built for the playoffs, they just don't have the right coaching. It's just not there. So in my opinion, it's going to be a, a quick playoff exit uh, at the way that the pace is going right now If once we get there. I know it's a little early, but that's just how we're looking at it. It's just not seemingly getting much better. So we'll see. If it so we're improves. back to Hayton Lambert? Oh, uh, I, I didn't like Lambert. It never did. It's just, you know. He, you loved him. You loved been, him for the past two weeks. Don't lie. He's been getting the team. I have the footage. Playing, I have the, team, the footage, damn it. The team's been playing well, but he's not able to get them to, to continually stay at that level. When the team's playing well, the, the players are playing well. It, it makes it look a lot better. That's short-term success. But they've played with a lot of urgency in the last two weeks, and they just – if they don't play at that same level – like they're playing right now in the third period, down two goals. You know they gotta be playing that way the whole game. It's if they don't play that that style, it's just 
they're not going to be successful. So uh, Isles have a couple, four games coming up this week. Um, Toronto uh, tomorrow on Thursday. They always have Vancouver tonight. They're losing now five to two after empty netter um, at Nashville on Saturday, and then uh, the beginning of a back to back on Monday with Minnesota in Minnesota. And that's the Isles this week. Billy Penguins. You're you're on mute, pal. You're on mute. So the Penguins, by the way, are the next ones uh, that are uh, on deck to to get decked by the Vancouver Canucks. So they they went through the uh, Devils on Saturday, the Rangers on Monday, the Islanders today, and Thursday they have Penguins. So uh, we'll see if they oh. make it a clean sweep of the friends and rivals uh, oh. team on Thursday. Has that ever has anybody, has that ever happened? Not that I recall. Holy I don't crap. even remember anybody playing them four four games in a row. Four games in a row. Happened, but I don't think Wild. Oh. Fuck the Canucks. Yeah. Fuck the Fuck Canucks. The Nucks. Uh, so the Penguins, you know, uh, a week ago, you know, I got to talk about them on a hot streak. Uh, the hot streak's over, but uh, they're they're in a phase where they're trading wins and losses. Um, you can't really make much sense of who they beat and who they lose to right now. So, I mean, they, they had home games against the Capitals and the Sabres. They lost both of those. Uh, and then they went on the road to play the Bruins and the Flyers. They won both of those. So um, what's, how does that happen? Well, you know, um, Crosby, uh, Crosby, I, I forget if we talked about last week, but moved into number 12 on the all-time list, scoring list. Uh, so he's uh, passed. Uh, who are these guys that he's passed this year? He has passed. Paul Coffey, uh, I thought I had him. I don't, but uh, yeah, he, he passed. Uh, he, he's in the number. He's in the number twelve overall, and now he's you know got a while till he catches the next one. Uh, uh, so, uh, which is like it, like fifteen hundred and eighty points, something like that. Uh, former Penguin Mark Andre Fleury tied Patrick Waugh, uh on the all-time list, and now is uh, tied for number two in goalie wins. So. Some penguins and old penguins, uh, you know, making some progress in their, you know, uh, legacy stats there. Um, but this week, uh, you know, it was really Malkin was playing really well in all the games. Ricard Raquel is uh, riding a hot streak after uh, famously not scoring for for the first twenty games or whatever the season until he got hurt. Uh, so he's he's up to five goals now. Uh, so so he's playing really well. Eric Carlson's picking up his offense. So some positive things um, if the Penguins ultimately, you know, because they're they're not moving from that seventh seventh place spot. Granted, they're they're two points out of third place, but they're not moving right now from the seventh place spot. And and so I I hope the Penguins do not get like a false sense of they should go for it kind of thing. You know, when when you've got some of these veteran guys that are starting to play well uh, right now, I I would love to see them all get shipped the fuck out uh, and, and blow this thing up, but. But right now, uh, you know, they're they're in a place where they're trading wins and losses. The power play is doing all right. Uh, I just still don't see them climbing up out of like seventh place. But that's the pens this week. Steve Devils. Uh, two in one week, so really not that bad overall. Um, the loss to Vancouver, you know, like everybody's been saying, they're just steamrolling through this area. Um. They played 
you know, they were lucky to get out of the first nothing, nothing. At one point, they were outshot 28 to seven early in the second period. And in a four minute span, they went down three, nothing. They battled back to cut it to, you know, five to four only to get fucked by the refs, just absolutely ignoring a blatant trip where Luke Hughes was not only tripped skate, you know, a, a player taking his skates out with their skates, but also with their stick as well. And it could have put them up two men. They quite possibly could have tied the game right there. You know, they've got the number one power play in the league. So there's no reason why to think that they couldn't have uh, tied it up. Um, but the refs decided no. And uh, Vancouver scores a, a late empty net goal uh, to, to seal the victory. Injuries is the story this week. Um, Jack's out weeks, not months. So that's good. Uh, Timo is, they're saying, the closest to returning. He just got back out on the ice uh, by himself today. And then you got Palat, Hamilton, and Siegenthaler, who are are not even close to coming back. Siegenthaler just broke his foot blocking a shot. Hamilton wouldn't come back until the playoffs. And Palat, nobody really knows because they don't give any information. They got Nolan Foote, who's been out since the first game of training camp. No information on when he's coming back. Um, they called up Shane Bowers and Cal Foot, who we might see on the upcoming road trip. The upcoming road trip starting Thursday in Tampa, Saturday in Florida, and next Monday in Boston. Thankfully, no back-to-backs during this stretch, uh, as they're now 1-7-1 and in the second half of back-to-backs. They only have seven more back-to-backs the rest of the season, thankfully, uh, to complete their league-leading 16. That's it. That's all I got. Because now it's time. Uh, in the door for 55, 56. No, no, hold on. In the door, 56 bucks. Devil's Lightning. Okay. But I'm in New Jersey. I have to go. 54, 54 bucks. But I, I'm in New Jersey. I'd have to fly down there and fly back. Oh, I wasn't talking about you. Which, oh. trust me, I looked. Three hundred and fifty bucks to 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 get down there I, Wednesday night and fly back Saturday. I'll buy your ticket. You'll buy my you'll buy my ticket my plane ticket. That's so nice of you. No, I'll I'll, I'll buy. Your, I know I'll you guys heard it. He said he was going to buy my plane ticket. I, I'll tell you what. Well, I'll, that's a commitment. Thomas I'll buy your, tickets for all of us. I actually. said ticket. I said. Yeah, plane ticket. Bill, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, I, I I will even splurge and buy the sixty one dollar tickets. Where does sixty one dollars put you lightning. in that like in that arena? Upstairs. Uh, upstairs, in the corner. But like, what row? Oh, <laughs> that's gonna make the diff all the difference, isn't it? Row M. No, nah, it's too far. If it was, it was up to L. I would have said yes. Uh, Roger. Nope, I'm busy. Because now it's time for Trivia with Bill. Yes. Now this is the wrong bell. All right, we got a great one today. It's very topical. Because this name's come up a few times already. In 1946. The <laughs> uh, today's question is, what is Artemi Panarin's nickname? 
What oh, is Artemi Panarin's nickname? Um, no, that's what he does to people. He toasts Joe, them. Joe's yes, crab, son. Joe's Crab Shack? At, Joe's Crab? No. No. Uh, bagel. Jersey Subs? No. Is it Jersey Subs? No, not Jersey Subs. No. No, sir. Is it Firehouse uh, Subs? No, it, no it's, it's a, Ki- a Kaiser sub. Roll. Kaiser Roll. Kaiser Roll. Ooh, sort of close, but no, that's not. That is mm. not correct. Is it French baguette? Mm. <sighs> no. Is it pumpernickel rye? Ooh, that <laughs> sounds really good. No. Is it whole wheat? Whole wheat? No. Um, how, how about white? No. How about white? He, that's a weird that, name. That he is white, but he's that's not his nickname. Multigrain? No. no, he's no. Is it? I know what it is. I got it. Is it semolina? Oh no! Oh wait, hold on. It it sounds too way too similar. I'm gonna say Panera. Panera. No. No. Ah, really? That's like us calling Lorita Dorito. It's exactly the same. uh, It is. Pretty similar. Would have been a better nickname for him. Is his nickname Yeast? Yeast? Uh, no, only when he has an infection. Fast acting yeast. Hmm. No, sir. Um, Ogie. How about how about Ogie. the little Russian? Nope. No. White Russian. Is it Hala? No. Hala at your boy. The fuck would it be Hala? Why would it be Hala? For the same reason, it would be pumpernickel or Italian or rye. Is, is that a? Can you go through the cheeses <laughs> again? Uh, do Do you want a uh, multiple choice? Yeah, sure. Because we're running long. Think we need the multiple choice? <laughs> yeah, just because we're running long. A, breadman. B, Hot Wheels. C, Captain Crunch. Or D, mm. Magic Angie Robot from Winnipeg. That's... Is he even from? Why is what, why Winnipeg? What, what, was the, those, what was the last one? What, what was the last one again? Magic, Magic Angie. Ugh, these fucking glasses. Magic Angle Robot. Take them Winnipeg. off, you it doesn't fucking even make any idiot. More sense. Jesus Christ. It doesn't make any more sense, but it was Angle, not Angie. Magic angle robot from Winnipeg. It's from Winnipeg? I mean, why from Winnipeg? He's from Chicago. Where did he play? Um, like, did he play juniors? No, KHL. Or did he just came, he came over from the KHL, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, breadsticks. Uh, no, that wasn't one of the... Start forgetting breadsticks? Unlimited, no, I, unlimited breadsticks. I'm, I'm going to say it is the bread man. Thank you. Yes, it is. He is the bread man. My favorite emoji this year. And now it's time for something with Nick. Okay. No, no. This is the inaugural inaugural? Inaugural debut of a segment called Money Talks. Money. It's a gas. Grab that cash with both hands and make the stash. You 
the fudge and daydream Think I'll buy me a hockey team It's Money Talks with Nick Fucking great It's all yours We're going to look at, at, at contracts And see if the player is living up to the contract or not And we have a very topical one tonight Nick, floor is yours All right, boys so, uh, I don't have any visuals to give you guys tonight, but I, I'm going to work on that. I got some like some things I'm just kind of playing with, but come with charts. I gotta... Those are good visuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's so so exciting, but anywho, uh, so the William Nylander contract. This is a Ooh. kind of a Oof. really interesting uh, deal because Toronto, as you guys know, have already paid max contracts effectively to Tavares and Matthews um, and now Nylander with Tavares already making uh, a very, a very large amount of money. His deal is coming, coming off of the books in two years with Marners. Now, if you will, right in, in next year, they'll be making basically all four of those guys will be making $11 million a year about now you're paying what Toronto is looking to do is, is is basically have two centers and two right wings next year make effectively $44 million across half, the four of them. Half the cap. Half the cap, half the cap effectively. Um, and by the way, with that said, they're, 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 what they have next year in, in terms of signings, they have 10 forwards at $55 million, three defensemen at $10 million, and one goalie at – $850,000 signed for next year. So that's 75% of their cap. They're right now, if we look at it from you know one year from now, with nothing changing, they have half a D Corp, um, pretty much most of their, their, their forwards, obviously, and just a guy, you know, one goalie in play that, you know, basically is on a entry level deal. Um, so there's a lot of things to unpack here, right? There's a couple of options that the 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 teams have. Now let's just talk about not Nylander and his for a minute for in his contract of what he actually signed. So he signed an eight-year, eleven point five million dollar contract, uh, which is quite substantial. It'll put him right into the top ten of contracts in the NHL. Which, by the way, Toronto has three of the ten right now, in Tavares, Marner, and Matthews. So. If you're looking for offense, which Toronto is doing and trying to make their team, you know, obviously score a lot of goals and be exciting for their fans, they've achieved that. With all of that said, these four guys have been on the team for all four years that Tavares has, you know, since he signed with the with the Toronto, and then it's basically equaled one playoff win, one, one playoff one, win, one playoff win. So, just to put that into perspective, before they made this this signing. So, this is a big deal. It's a ton of money. And they're paying him like an absolute star, top 10 player in the league. And he has only been a point play, over a point per game player one time. He's 27. So, this will make him a 35 years, uh, about 35 when he's uh, finishing this contract coming up as it starts next year. Um, and he's, it's a full no move. It's just he's there. He wants to be Toronto. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. Toronto likes him. But here's the thing. Uh, when we're looking at his, his point production, because he's really a, a goal scorer. He's a, he's a goal point guy. That's what he is. He, he can 
Yes, he he, get, he does get some points and some time on the power, the penalty kill here and there, but he's a winger. This is not a this is a premium you're paying for. Uh, basically, in the top ten, if this is a winger, this has got to be one of the, I would say, two best guys in the league at that position. Does anybody in this podcast feel that William Nylander is a top two guy in the league at right wing? Is anybody going to no. say that? No, no, he's not. And that's so you got to think too that Marner, who is coming up on his next deal, uh, he's going to be a UFA along with Tavares in two years. So this year, next year coming up, they they're all on, and then the year after that's when Tavares' deal is going to you know he'll come off. He's going to resign there. Everyone knows that he's going to come down for some sort of sweetheart deal, likely, um, unless he asks for too much money, then maybe they'll they won't resign him. But Marner is going to be signing for everything he's going to be getting what Matthews one got, you know, Matthews got 13 million. Um, they had almost matching deals, but previously, so Marner who's been there longer than, than uh, Matthews. And, you know, he wants to be there. Assuming he wants to be there. He didn't, tra- they didn't trade him. They could be in it either in one or two options, either in the Tavera situation where with the Isles had where Marner goes and says, you know what? Peace out. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, don't trade me. I want to sign, but then, jettisons them and they leaves them with nothing in terms of um trade backs of any kind um or they go fuck it and just buck the trend and say we know that only one team has ever won the cup with a 10 million dollar player but what about four guys making 10 million dollars a year because we can do that right so realistically though Tavares is going to sign for uh, a lot less money he's not going to sign for probably more than five he'll probably sign you know Maybe even league minimum. Who knows? He's made a lot of money over his career. He wants to be in Toronto, and he's probably going to try and keep Marner there, whatever he can do. Um, so there's really two options with them. They have to either uh, keep all four guys, right? And that means Marner's going to come back for probably about $12 million a year. So you'd have two right wings who can't play together. I mean, realistically, you can put them on the ice together, power plays and all that, right? That's no problem. You can make that happen. But real, but they're not going to be regular, you know, on the same time. At, not going to be on one line. You're going to have to put these two lines together with Tavares and, and Nylander, Marner and Matthews or vice versa. And you're going to, it's just all of your capital is in these, these two forwards or forward, uh, forward lines with literally nothing on the back end, nothing in the, in the, in the, in the goaltending. I mean, you're basically just telling the fans, this is what it's going to be where you're hoping to hit, you know, Pater somehow when we score a million goals in, in the playoffs, right? So it's going to be really interesting to see if they decide to, like I said, keep Marner and put him up for 12 mil, resign Tavares for somewhere <laughs> in five, five million under, and then just try to sign a bunch of team guys for less or option B, which I think they're going to do, which is going to let Marner walk. I don't think they can realistically resign Marner um, and make it so that, you know, they can fit another $12 million into that, you know, uh, position. They really need to balance their, their, their money across the board. And, you know, if you can get Tavares down to maybe a couple million, maybe like two or three million a year, get Marner, Marner leaves, all of a sudden you're going to have 15 million or so to, to work with to get a top D man, a top goalie, and actually balance your team out. Because if you look at, you know, what they've been doing for the last few years, the four of these guys, Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, point-wise, they've been pretty much, you know, that's what they're known for. They get goals. 
but they have nothing else on the back end for the whole team. So when I look at this, I was, I was looking at how much power play percentage these guys put up. Nylander consistently puts up between uh, three years ago, he put about almost 38% of his points on the, on the power play. The last two years, including this year, he's been about 32 to 35 range. So it's about over about a third of his, roughly a third of his points are on the power play. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And if you look at, you know, Tavares, he's had about 34, 48, 27% last three years. Matthews, 27, 32, 28. Marner, 25, 36, 30. When I look at that, I, I think of it as, you know, Matthews is probably the best in terms of five on five for them. He gets, he most, he's got less percentage of his, his power play points, you know, he on um, in the power play, he's he's really a guy that's you know pretty much all the ice. He's your superstar. I don't look at that Nylander, a guy getting a third of his points on the power play, and he's not a point per guy play player. He's pay, you're paying him eleven million dollars a year, and he's not your first right wing because you have a guy named Mitch Marner in front of him. All of this adds up to a very strange set, scenario for this team, and to to boot. You know, if you look at power play across the board for them, they were second leaked three years ago or two years ago. Last year they were fourth. Right now they're seventh. They don't get the most power play opportunities across in in the in their uh, in the NHL. They kind of really run about the halfway to a little bit lower in the number of, of actual opportunities. But it's not looking like they can realistically rely on the power play to get them wins in the in the playoffs. Even in the playoffs, they've scored points. They've had all four of those guys have realistically been almost point-per-game players, especially last year. They were all point-per-game, basically, um, in their their four, in their um, in their uh, second series, in the first two series they played. Um, but that doesn't equate to wins. So at the end of the day, what is Toronto doing here? Are they going to continue with this crazy, just book the trend, who cares? And that was kind of the Dubas thing, right? And then sign these guys that are really talented to crazy deals because you got to keep them. Or do you finally go, you know what? It's time to just start to blow this up and let let Marner walk and, and start start putting allocating some of this money to someone else other than Morgan Riley, who, by the way, is not an all-star in my opinion. Uh, they yeah, don't have an all-star goalie. And if you've the other two defensemen, you you probably haven't even heard of that are signed for next year. So I mean, you you just don't have enough guys to um to really round out a solid team. So to me, this is a deal that, you know, it, for them, it makes sense only if you care about just scoring goals and getting people in the seats if in Toronto and keeping people happy during the regular season. But man, it does not look good for you to have any success with this kind of contract. There's just no way you should spend a premium on a guy who's not a top guy at his position in the league when you're paying him to be a top guy in the league when he's not a center, he's not a defenseman and you don't, you know, there's no goalies making 10 million a year that are winning cups. So, I mean, I don't really understand this, this deal. It feels like a high overpayment on these guys. And they're really investing in a guy who's 27 this year and only one time a point per guy player. So. I, I can't wait till next year when, he's just terrible <laughs> because you're right. I think he it's a contract year for me. He knew it was a contract year. He knew we had to play up to it. I don't think, I don't think he is an $11 million guy personally, eight and a half, nine maximum 
for this guy, in my opinion. He's very uh, talented, I, but he's I agree. Good. Agreed. He's on a team that just gets they're all offense. And I mean they are a very, very much just score goals. They don't have the ability to separate from the better teams. And I think it's do, do you it's think just, the window do you think the window got smaller for Toronto to 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 win in the yeah. next counting this year, the next three years? Yeah, because I think after so because that, you're not gonna have Marner, you're not gonna have your core four, quote unquote. Yeah, Marner's I don't know how they're gonna operate after so next year's the last year, realistically. This year they have this year, next oh. year, they said they have two more years this year, next or year, and then or you're before. begging for a huge, huge jump in the cap. <laughs> well, even if you get a huge cap jump, it doesn't really matter because you're still spending almost even if it goes up that much, right? Like they're basically you know, half their cap is right now. Even if yeah, it goes, if it up, goes up, up, if it goes up, what, you know, four million next year is, and then ten million the year after that. I think it's only be like forty-five percent of their cap is going to be at that point. I don't see it being that. They're really thinking it's going to go a lot in this case, right? And it could, but still, even if all that said, oh, it's not. It's not fiscally prudent at all for a, a guy who's not a like dominant two-way player. I don't understand that much money to me. It just it's kind of for, and he's not young. This is we're not talking about a Jack Hughes who just signed a deal and he's what twenty-two. Right, you well, know, yeah. or Luke, okay. you know, or, yeah. or Quinn, or you know, or Adam Fox, or you know, uh, you know, McKinnon when he before he signed his last deal, or uh, uh, right, you're not, you're not getting this guy, so guys, you're not getting, no. the, you're not going to get the value. I, how do you, do you, if you really think he's going to have the same impact for the, you know, he's been having, which has been going up, right? He's been going up, but right to see but this that's guy got a peak at like you, 32. Yeah. It could peak now, and he could start to go down in his first year before it even kicks in. I mean, it's he's doing really good, and he's he's very talented, man. But I, I can he re, when Marner goes, and they start to and Tavares starts to really decline. Right? How is that going to look on them? I mean, they really need to start to figure out how they're going to you know surround these guys, these superstars, with with guys that are not you know four superstars, right? In their in their eyes, you, know, you have to start putting other guys in there so you can get defensemen in there and make that team better but they need uh, to start finding they need to start finding the rusts those kind of players those players that are going to complement these guys which was what what pittsburgh did so great (laughs) during their run was finding those other guys i'm gonna gonna play devil's advocate though well you're like because i I think everybody's kind of in agreement that he's not you know the the contract's bad so i'm gonna make i'm gonna say two things off the start like I agree. I've I've always agreed. Toronto's putting too much eggs in that forward basket. Like they've got a lot of talent there, and 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 it it's it's disproportionate. I agree with that. I also agree he's not like a top two winger in the league. But when I look at that contract now, knowing that that there's uh, that that the cap's going up, that we all know that the cap's going up. I think if he went out in the free agent market, he's going to get that deal. He's going to get that eleven point five from somebody. Like I don't think it's disproportionate. Like it, I I think it's a legit amount for for what you know his his value is and is it an issue for toronto to have all those high price guys yeah but he's also an asset so i don't, I don't think that contract is untradeable if, if that's the route that they decide they need to go in the future full no uh, move clause full movement yep it's all oh and no move yeah full well, like all eight year all yeah. all eight years so it's somebody else that would have to get moved yeah but he does but again i do i do think still he he 
that is the the, the deal that he would have got. Listen, well, and, and good be, good if, good luck, Toronto. I think it would make sense, Bill, if he was their top winger and they had a top center and they want to pair him together and be the one-two. But that's not even the case here. Like, I mean, maybe he's the guy that they just that replaces Marner in two years, right? And that makes sense. But they're putting a lot of a lot of eggs on this guy when he's going to be when this contract kicks in, he'll be twenty-eight to start. Ooh. Ooh. And they and they're still going to have Martin Jones in, in net, right? Yeah, and he's not. He's UFA right now. Yeah, I mean, maybe they have. Yeah, Dennis well, I'm I'm saying healthy. right now they have Martin Jones in net. They could have. I don't know. They could have done a lot. They have Ryan Reeves for two more years. Awesome. So. You, you made Billy upset. He had to leave. Jeez. <clears throat> All right. Excellent first segment of Money Talks with Nick. And let's go to this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. I'm going to bring us to you of our Lord 2013. Please go to May 16th. May 16th. 2017. May 16th was a Thursday. It was also the American Idol finale for that season. Just in case you were who wondering. Won? Did you write that down? No, that, just that it was the finale, <laughs> not, not who won. Well, why did you write down it was the finale? Because we used to we used to have people over. We used to watch it when it was on Fox, and we'd have people over. Um, no breakfast. Sorry to disappoint you. Lunch was a wow. bologna and cheese sandwich with a can of Coca Cola. Um, dinner was one and one half cheeseburgers and one hot dog. With uh, some potato chips and a can of Coca-Cola. Uh, why did you pick Thursday, May 16th in the year 2013? Well, obviously, uh, that was the day a man cut off his own penis during a fight with his girlfriend in Taiwan. Uh, of course. The next time you the next time he fights with his girlfriends, he won't be so cocky. <laughs> A drunk man in uh, maybe pronounce this in Jilong, Taiwan, reportedly used scissors to cut off his own penis and testicles during an argument with his girlfriend, according to a Chinese newspaper. Uh, the 46-year-old, whose name has not been released, reportedly flushed his love muscle down the toilet before his girlfriend rushed him to the hospital. By the time he got there, he had fallen into a coma due to blood loss. A doctor said that uh, had the man not flushed his penis, 
they would have likely have been able to reattach it with only uh, 1.2 inches of his of his manhood left. He's Chinese. No. Um, the, the man uh, <laughs> the man is reportedly still able to urinate. Oh, oh. thank God. Oh, man. oh God. <laughs> On his he next girlfriend. Also, <laughs> oh, he has also reportedly uh, emerged from his coma and is expected to make a full recovery. That's what happened May 16th, 2013. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. Bill, I don't know, but you're gonna have to listen to the playback. Be happy, yeah. be happy your shit cut out. Oh boy. I thought it was good. Yeah. But this was I, I like that we went international. You like it? Like was that international? We yeah. Well, I missed the international yeah. one. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it's on it par. Happens. I think it's on Nick par with Tom's tall tales of Tallywhacker turmoil. It's it's right on there. Well, did he come or what? You're you're really you're really you're really you, trying to make that catch on, aren't you? See that? You 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 know if you would have heard the story, you wouldn't have answered asked that question. Because you would know the answer. Oh, then he must have. Mm. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, they they found it in the sewer, and he came. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It's yes, very intriguing. Uh, <laughs> all all these little little tidbits, trying to piece them all together. He's, try, he's trying to figure the story out. Yeah. If if you had the op, yeah, I know. If if you're if you had the opportunity on your team to trade for Trevor Zegras, would you do it? Because that Depends. apparently was a big hit on the Twix tonight. I saw that. I feel like, you know, well, it's it depends on how much you feel like you're giving up for him because it doesn't sound like Anaheim feels like he's a superstar player in their eyes. So, and no. I, I don't know. That's going to be – I think he could move. That would be – Mercer, Mercer, Holtz, and and Seamus Casey. You would do that? Yeah. Are you nuts? Yeah. You're, they're you're they're nuts. barely playing Holtz, so who gives you're, a shit? You're and, nuts. And Mercer is RFA, but he's you know he's going to sign a big deal. Might you know well. he's going to get. The Ducks would do that in a heartbeat because he, that's the exact type of player that they're looking for in, in a Dawson. He's going to get five, six million dollars yeah. a year, and he's but, he's a third line player. He's a second line. You don't think that's a winger. lot to give up? You're talking about injuries, right? To to Hughes and to uh, you know your your laundry list of, yeah. of Devils. You don't think he's a little too frail to play over in the East? Oh, Zegris? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? You're not going to say that in playoffs. Playoffs are a whole different ball game. I don't. I don't know if he's if he's physically built to play for any one of our teams. You can play on my team. I mean, I, it'd be nice to have another offensive player. 
that can score goals. So, I mean, that'd be and young. So I mean, eh, you know, depends what we want though. I don't, I don't know what the Isles can trade for him. I, it seems like he's probably to go somewhere that like like a deal like Steve was talking about. A couple of guys that go back. A couple of NHL ready guys and a prospect. Yeah. Yeah, NHL role playing guys. guys. That's what they need. Second, third line guys that would that would help them catapult them to the next level, probably. But Mercer Mercer is this generation's Travis Ajak. So, solid third line guy. Yeah. So but why wouldn't you give take up? Him. Why wouldn't you give that up to get a bona fide goal scorer that this team needs? Because you're going to need that depth scoring. They, 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 somebody put out some depth scoring chart, and you know all the top teams were at, toward the bottom of the depth, Listen, except for like Winnipeg. I, I, I love Dawson <clears throat> Mercer. I love the way he plays. I definitely think there's somebody in Utica that could fill those shoes. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I I'd take Dawson Mercer right now. You you got to give to get right, so I'm I'm willing to give to get. Three team deal. Three no, we're not team deal. No. They wouldn't they wouldn't do that just because they wouldn't want to have to play him five or six times a year. Two times a year well, is good. Potentially in the playoffs. <laughs> I know. I thought that I saw it on the Twitter. Well, you know, if the playoffs started today, <laughs> yes, all of our teams would be playing each other. Yes, that was a quality. Not true. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> All right, where the storm is is getting here, so I'm going to sign off before the internet goes. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, go on the Twix. Uh, go in and, and and take a look at our hilarious gag hilarious. on Steve. Yeah, it was incredible. Hilarious. Uh, if I do say so myself, while you're on there, uh, follow us on the Twix at friends underscore rivals. So you could see more of this hilarity. <laughs> Go on to Apple Podcasts and uh, write us a review. We're in the air if you want us to. Uh, while you're there, leave a uh, turn on notifications for our podcast so you never miss an episode of the Friends Rivals Podcast. Billy, say somebody. Happy Wednesday, guys. Wednesday. We're all we all seen this storm, you know. When when like it's our Wednesday. Ah, okay, I get it. That one blue.